tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Yeah, I'm not a good person. I chose that opening song. That's a little insensitive. <laughs> it's extremely insensitive, but I laugh away the pain. Feelings inside. Hello, equally emotionally traumatized Red vs. Blue fans, and welcome to another episode of the Red vs. Blue AfterBuzz TV After Show. Today we are covering episodes 13 through 16, The Thin Fed Line, Counseling, and Armonia, Parts 1 and 2. And we have two very special guests on the line, or who will be on the line eventually. Today we will be talking with Miles Luna and Kyle Taylor. Hi, guys! I can't hear you. <laughs> Just mime your answers. It'll be great. Miles looks excited. He does. <laughs> they both look very excited I'm to be here. Doing something new on the podcast, interpretive dance interviews. Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> now, I, I have a question, and it actually is a yes or no question, so I'm hoping it can be answered. Is Shark Face dead? <laughs> yeah. He is nodding emphatically. <laughs> I think we can hear you now. Can you hear? Yay, we can hear him. Dead. <laughs> yes. Okay, it's not going to be a meta situation. We're not going to have six seasons where it's like, but he could come back, but he can come back. Word of God, ladies and gentlemen, he is super dead. We shot, we shot him so many times. <laughs> and then a nuclear explosion went off. I don't understand. Here's the I thing. don't understand the internet's mentality of, but maybe. Miles, Miles, he dropped a building on the motherfucker. I didn't Bernie do that. Bernie did that. Bernie yeah. did that. <laughs> Five worse, okay? Yeah. Main, but, yes. He's gone. This is the end of uh, uh, Terrence uh, uh, Ephemera Sharkface. Or a shark face. <laughs> shark face. That's right. We actually got that from Michael Clifton. It's the top thing in our hashtag right now. R.I.P. Terrence Ephemera Sharkface. And if you would like to be in our hashtag and ask questions of our guests or just have funny things to say, it is ABTV ABTV RVB. It's alphabet soup. <laughs> On Twitter, we are not checking the live chat tonight because, as you can see, we are actually down a host. I, and I, I should can probably... actually check it on occasion. If it's you just gonna, do... it's not gonna be in real time. It's gonna be a little bit delayed because I can only get look at a still shot of it. Please do, and I will keep on top of the Twitter feed, and we will do the thing. By the way, this is the wonderful <laughs> Megan Salinas with me. She's Hi, awesome. Everybody. Um, can I just say that my favorite thing in the Twitter hashtag so far uh, is from Mallory D, and uh, <laughs> that should be my question for hashtag ABTVRVB. Just how dare you? I think that's direct. <laughs> Actually, God, that's Malachroma on Tumblr, and they did submit that to the Tumblr tag. <laughs> I have three different phrasings of that question, and my favorite comes from the meta, and it's, if a train is headed to an intersection at 50 miles per hour, and Doyle is exploding at 20 miles per hour, then first of all, RVB production crew, how dare you? <laughs> Love you, <Mary> all. <laughs> 
Uh, that phrase. Well, where I, can people find you on Twitter? You guys can tweet at me directly at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can tweet me at Kiaje. That's K I A X E T. And yes, the hashtag is ABTVRVB. If submit your questions. I did not do a good intro tonight, but that's okay. I got the answer I was looking for. So, I think the big thing about the the end of these four episodes, um, the kind of ongoing thing is uh, Doyle and Kimball's, you know, back and forth. That's and over. That is <laughs> that has very much been resolved, I guess, at this. And I think obviously everybody feels really emotional, especially with this being a cliffhanger ending. Oh my god! And just Carolina on top of the pelican pulling a north. Because we haven't seen this since North Dakota four seasons ago going, no, guys, I got this. He's dead now. I'd like for that not to be a continuing trend. (laughs) Plus, we don't know if Epsilon can handle it. This is a nuclear explosion. There's a lot of questions, a lot of scary questions. I understand why emotions are high. (laughs) (laughs) You monster. Very, very exciting to see. Um, I think we had more comments on this episode. Like, then I don't know. Like, it was just... Within minutes, like, there was, like, 18 pages worth of comments on the yeah, street site. like, we were checking it out last night when it went live for the sponsors, and, like, they were just losing their yeah, minds. It's, yeah, it's really exciting whether you loved it or you hated it. The fact that people are talking about it and are, are really, really passionate about the discussion, mm-hmm. I think, is really cool. And uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. Were all of the comments, how dare you? <laughs> Most of them. Most of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's as upsetting as it is, it's a very fitting end to a really good character arc. It really is. I am going to miss the hell out of Doyle. Yeah, that that's and it was definitely set up early on in the season just with again the dynamic going back and forth, especially in these last couple episodes. They definitely set it up really well. Oh yeah. And Really good execution, and so no, I'm not crying. You're crying. Shut <laughs> up. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't think anybody was particularly surprised by Doyle's demise. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's you can if you know basic storytelling, like, you can kind of see it coming the moment he picks up the sword. But it, I, I, I think, you know, hats off to everyone in the animation, sound, and machinima team for really, like you said, I think everybody just nailed it on the execution. And um, it, turned out, it turned out, I think, really, really well. And uh, it was... Episode 16 was just a beast in every <laughs> shape and form of the word. Yeah, and, uh, it was a it was a lot of fun to shoot that, like going back and forth, seeing the animation, and then like trying to be as good as the animation. Where you have this really important moment with Doyle. So yeah, Machinima seriousness is always really really scary, but I yeah. think you, Josh, and Alex did a great job. Thank so, you. Yeah. Five that was fun. Boom. Yeah, no, you guys knocked it out of the park. Can I say that? I loved the warnings on the controls. I wrote them down and I can't find them, but they say stuff like no serious, it says stuff like seriously don't. (laughs) It was dangerous. Don't touch. Seriously don't. Muy peligro. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was pretty great. I very much, it was, it's the little touches. It really is. That's the best part of seeing the finished episode because while we're working on it, we don't see all those like little touches and then when we actually get to see the episode in its final form. Yeah, like seeing, yeah, when you get the raw machinima Data, the, yeah. the big explosion at the end with Doyle is really <laughs> anticlimactic because it's just a little... Yeah, it's, a <laughs> it's nothing, but then, you know, Comp gets their hands on it, they make it white and glowy and beautiful, and mm-hmm. then they add in, you know, the destroyed console, they add in, you know, motion blur and all that stuff, and yeah. Yeah, it's just super For super me, cool. it's uh, getting to hear it with music. 
because oh, ah. everything, you know, you think everything's right and you think everything's like, I feel like this is the best that I can do. But once the music gets in there, then you're like, yeah, that was, yeah, that was awesome. Huge, huge, huge shout out to David Levy and uh, Nico Audi Rowland of Trocadero um, for working on this episode and all the episodes. But this one in particular, I know they were incredibly proud of and worked very, very, very hard at because this is almost an entire 10 minute episode of music. Despite, mm-hmm. we cut from the train and then the Doyle and the back of the train, and it's all about like, keeping an eye on the BPM and, you know, how many instruments do we have here? When do we drop them out? And um, the two of them worked just flawlessly together on this episode. And um, I couldn't be happier with what they've been doing for us this entire season. And I've been seeing the question go around a lot uh, on Twitter. Yes, the original soundtrack is going to be available, hopefully alongside uh, the DVD when it's released uh, this fall. But uh, but yes, please do stay tuned and and... Uh, buy it when it comes out. It's gonna be awesome. There's like a yeah. million tracks on this thing. Yeah. My favorite song isn't even out yet. It's like, oh my god. It's just like, we are really just. It's a sprint to the finish at this point for for our last few episodes. Is your favorite song? He's dead. He's really dead. No, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong. The witch is dead. <laughs> Can can I ask? Was there any any sense of conflict in terms of whether or not killing off these two characters was the right thing to do, or did you guys know? No, these two, Sharkface and Doyle, it's time for them to go. That's a uh, that's a really good question. So this episode in particular was the hardest episode I've probably ever had to write in my entire, albeit short, career as a writer. Um, Originally, episodes 15 and 16 were going to be one episode, and I tried doing that, and that was stupid and impossible. <laughs> but uh, um, I remember, no, this was this was the hardest one. There was a Sunday where I went outside to work. I left my phone inside. I didn't have any internet. I got rid of all distractions, and I was outside for five hours, and I made no progress. Like, Aww. everything I wrote, I immediately deleted it, or I didn't care for it, or it just wasn't working, and it was... It was it was so much. It was so much more difficult than I thought it was going to be, especially when it came down to the moment. It's like that. If you've seen Stranger in Fiction, it's that moment where Harold Crick was, and then she just can't type dead. Yeah. Like it was that moment. Like I didn't think it was gonna be that hard of a thing to do. Like it had been the plan for a while. Um, but it, like I, when I wrote the episode, I just had to walk away for a little while. Like, it was really, really difficult. Um, the story about the generals actually. You know the season isn't over, so we still uh, we're not entirely sure what where where Kimball's going to go and what's going to happen with her and how this will affect her. Um, the story of the two generals has changed dramatically uh, throughout uh, production on this trilogy. In season eleven, by the end of it, the plan was uh, it was much much darker the the, the path that that Doyle and Kimball were going to go down. Um, I, I, I guess these aren't spoilers. They're just, like, things that almost happened. Yeah. But, and uh, we really want to hear them. The very, very, very first draft of season 12, um, Kimball killed Doyle. Like, oh. she straight up was shown that Felix betrayed them all and that it was all a ruse, but she just couldn't let go of her anger, and she killed him, and then she was killed. And, like, I thought about that for a while, and I was like, that isn't right. No, absolutely not. Like, these people are way they, – they deserve way better than that. So then when I first started writing season 13, Kimball was going to be the one to go out. She was going to be the one to sacrifice herself, and Doyle was going to learn, blah, 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 blah. But then that still didn't feel right. And then one day I realized, oh, my God, this is red versus blue, where the most incompetent people are our greatest heroes. And I realized it was perfect for Doyle, the character who is introduced as this spineless, 
goofy, <laughs> ridiculous British accent, comic relief kind of guy, he had to be the one. He had to be the one to do this. What, what was um, his title before he became general? His secretary? It was the... uh, personal... Oh, shit, what is it? Personal per- assistant to the brigadier? I yeah, don't remember. I, think uh, was, I remember second, second assistant yeah. to the brigadier or something yeah. like that. Personal secretary to the brigadier, I think is what it yeah. was. Um, yeah, there was a there was a bunch of different outcomes and versions of how their story was going to play out, but ultimately the one that uh, we ended up going with, I think, is is the one that I'm most happy with, which is why we went with it. But um, it was it was hard. I, I walked up to Gray at the very beginning of the season, and I had to tell him, like, hey, I'm really sorry. Doyle's not going to make it to the end. And when I explained to him what was going to happen, he was like, that, that sounds perfect for the general. Uh, it was hard. It was very, very hard. Um, We're over here trying not to cry and... again. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, what was that? So you know. We're what? just sitting here going, <laughs> we can't see you, so I'm not sure. <laughs> you can't see it, but there there are lots of emotions. <laughs> and I'm the person who started the show with radioactive, so <laughs> laughing away the pain Shame did on you. not work. Shame on you. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I regret nothing. Sharkface, so- on the other hand, um, that was the plan. Uh, it's it's funny. I'm seeing a lot of comments. Really, the only negative comment I've seen on the episode is that a lot of people felt like Sharkface's death was really anticlimactic. Yeah. And in a way, um, that's pretty much exactly what I wanted it to be. Um, love it or hate it, to, in my mind, that had to be the way he goes out because Sharkface, to me, was Carolina's foil. He kind of represents what she could have become had she continued down that path in season 10 of, I'm going to get revenge no matter what, no matter the cost. Um, this is this guy that you know, has held on to this anger for so long that it has just absolutely consumed him. And with all of his rage, with all of his, you know, stupid, mustache-twirlingly yeah. evil monologues and, like, all of his big, bad, I'm better than you words, at the end of the day, he could do nothing. He yeah. just lost himself to that rage. And he just gets put down. Like, I feel like had he gone out in a really dramatic fashion, that wouldn't be the right message to send. Yeah. Like, this is what happens to you if you can't let go. You get shot in the street like a dog. Well, it's more than that because we were talking about it earlier. Because like, ev- not every end, even in real life, it isn't you know dramatic or over the top. Yeah. Sometimes it's just you know, it seems mundane, but it's like that's just how life is. You know, yeah. it's not always going to be cinematic and like oh the orchestra's playing. Yeah. Not like everybody that. gets yeah. the Doyle exit. Not yeah. everybody gets that exit. But that's what made. That's why I like this episode and the last episode, because Sharkface is given the chance to change, and he rejects it flat out. He can't let go of his rage. But Doyle, he's given the opportunity when the console's destroyed, and he absolutely changes, because he know, he becomes a better person, you know, even though it's for a short time. Mm-hmm. So that's what, I, that's what I liked about this episode. And it's still scary, man. Like, despite... People are also, you know, really conflicted about Doyle's decision, because... In reality, yeah, if Felix is still out there, he may have just doomed them all. Maybe he just bought them a yeah. few extra minutes. Who knows what's going to happen? But but in in deep down in his heart, he thought, you know, I'm not getting out of here alive. I might as well take the rest of these bastards out with me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was really, it was a very, it, it, it was a very emotional episode to write um, personally. And uh, I'm I'm I I I'm happy with it. <laughs> I'm really really happy with it, and I'm I'm. I'm glad that uh, it seems to have struck a nerve with uh, with our audience. 
that's yeah, one if way you of mean it. destroyed your audience, then yes. <laughs> but I did like the juxtaposition of the two deaths in the same episode. You're absolutely right that Shark Faces was just taking care of business. Yeah, you're, and that um, Doyle's meant something. There's a saying about revenge, like what is it? He who seeks revenge digs two graves, like one yeah. for himself. Or Wasn't yeah. that Shakespeare? <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring this up. The quote about courage, it's not Shakespeare, it's John Wayne. It's attributed to a lot of different people, actually. The John, uh, well, the John Wayne version is courage is being scared as hell and saddling up anyway. It's, yeah. So, it's versions. I, I, uh, when, when writing that section, I wanted to look up who actually quoted it to see if there was like another potential joke. But because it was credited to so many people, I was like, oh, wait, this makes this joke even better. <laughs> no one knows who said it. <laughs> so that actually worked out really well. Now, I do have a question. You're not going to pull a Halo Reach on us and have it, oh, you know, God. a character who thinks he's sacrificing himself to save everybody, and then that turns out not so great. Oh, God, we don't need another one of those. <laughs> Ask spoiler questions. No. Nice try, though. <laughs> we have Halo what? Reach does show up. <laughs> We've got, what, four episodes left? You guys are fighting some pirates. <laughs> he just towers over everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, looking at Caboose, like, don't I know you from a PSA? <laughs> Yeah. Good to see you again, Captain Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so we, we we have what, four episodes left in the season? I believe we have about four episodes left, yes. Yeah, yes. And we are barreling to the finish. There's there's one thing that I feel like Sharkface's death here instead of later may have left unanswered. And that was uh, Felix bringing up to the counselor, boy, wouldn't it be bad if he found out that you'd worked with Freelancer? And just the look on his face. So that that is something that will obviously never go to fruition because Sharkface has gone the way of the dodo. But I did see a theory that I rather like that the counselor is playing Felix as well, letting him think that he has the upper hand. It's an interesting theory. I love the web theories. You never know. You never know, <laughs> Yeah, That's, I think that was Daft Prodigy that did that one. Well, oh, Daft. I like him. His theories are great. Daft is wonderful. <laughs> well, and it could also be less about the consequences that Sharkface would have for the counselor and more that Felix sending this particular message to the counselor means that the counselor's not really on board. He's like, yeah, no, these guys will stab me in the back the first chance they get. I think the counselor is a smart enough guy to realize that was probably the case from day one. That's yeah. true. I Considering mean, that they <laughs> vacuumed a whole bunch of people into space from a shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he knows who he's running with. All right, so this is the tone we're going for. He, he, knows, okay, yeah, he knows he's in a den of lines and he has to play his cards exactly yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoy the counselor. And that scene in particular was a lot of fun because counselor is typically the one that's um, used to, you know, pulling these strings and playing these mind games as he does with, with Locus in episode 14. And it was kind of fun to see somebody not necessarily beat him at his own game, but hit him with something he wasn't necessarily prepared with. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it also just adds this extra little, ooh, to Felix. Like, this guy, mm-hmm. he's got something to hide, and he's willing to do... He's always willing to go that extra mile just to be that mm-hmm. awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 now I want to know, what is Felix afraid of? Will we find out? It's of the day now, isn't it? Spiders. <laughs> spiders. 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 Yeah. Spider clowns. Yeah. Okay, I can't blame him on that one. But is is this something that we will... Spiders. <laughs> A legion of spiders. Is this something we'll find out over the course of the series, or is this going to be book material? Will it come into play? 
You'll have to wait to find out. <laughs> okay. You know, you know what I, I gave it the old college try. Just talking about the the counselor though, I really appreciated all of the talk of the meta that we had in yes. this set of episodes because starting with the confirmation that he is really super dead. Yeah, Muriel had the best day <laughs> of her year when that happened. He's dead, and that we have the potential of Locust becoming like the meta, and also you know bringing up that Carolina very much could have become like him as well. I love that comparison that was actually extremely smart on epsilon's part and he's not always great with words and and the added commentary that the meta wanted to be human yeah that particular revelation was like that's goosebumps well, and if you've noticed, it's Locust been projecting himself on someone else. He's partners with Felix, but he wanted to be a freelancer. He wanted to be like Wash. And then when Wash didn't live up to what he thought of himself as being, when Wash didn't live up to expectations, he turned to the meta. He wanted to be like the meta. He was a soldier. He was a this. And the counselor basically telling him, nah, you have fundamentally misunderstood the situation. <laughs> So I think Locus is a little lost. And we it's like it's like Locus went to a con and met the meta, and the meta was like fifty dollars for a signature, and Locus yeah. swept. <laughs> I think that asks for some fan art, if I ever heard of it. Oh my god, yes. He's got like a meta T-shirt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> only the meta would have to hold up like, a sign. Like, the meta would like, just point meta, like, yeah, like a little like human torch, like glued yeah, to his shoulder, yeah. and like painted himself white. Yeah. <laughs> it's like bad painted white, but he tried. Locust failed cosplay. For those of you not recognizing the voice, that is uh, Mark Donica in the booth today. Hi, everybody at home. Hi, Hi Mark. <laughs> I'm just imagining Locus the failed cosplayer. Alright, guys, if you do fan art of this, I really sincerely want to see it. Like, put it on Twitter, put it on Tumblr, use the hashtag, it will be lovely. Felix, get my back. <laughs> oh, Felix just fucking laughing in yeah. the corner. Yeah. Painting. Like, taking pictures, like Snapchatting to his friends, like, yo, no, 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 he's, he's painting them, but with a dry brush. <laughs> he's like, oh no, that's gonna look yeah. great. Yeah. Texting Carmichael, yo, dog, yeah. you're not going to believe this. Yeah. I'm Snapchatting it to you right now. Yeah. Hilarious. What a loser. That, God, that is Felix. He just, he doesn't have a line. There, there is, he's, he has leapt off the slippery slope. There, there's, God, there's no redemption arc for this guy, is there? <laughs> well, would we want one? <laughs> No, I find him interesting. I I want to see where he goes. I don't think I think he's too far gone to redeem oh, himself, yeah. and he doesn't but want I don't... to come back. That's the thing. Yeah, but it's you know I like seeing him as a human being, even if there's no redemption arc there. Same with Sharkface and Felix. They're they're the bad guys, but they're people. Oh, they're human beings, but they are legitimately awful human <laughs> beings. And I. There, I know there was a back and forth a while ago as to whether Locus will get a redemptive arc. And, you know, people kind of went, uh, genocide is kind of where we have the shoot the shaggy dog moment. And you can't really come back from that. And Felix just doesn't want to. He seems to yeah, be no. very super happy with who he is right now. Except when he's really frustrated. Oh, God, that was amazing. <laughs> I just the writing on these episodes has been so good and the jokes have just been on point. I've really enjoyed all of these. 
Thank you so much. Yeah, well, I, I rewatched them all again today to see just kind of how they go together, and it oh, it hurt, but it was wonderful. Uh-oh. We we actually have a point of discussion in the live chat, and yeah. I know we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, since Doyle's gone, uh, next in the line of command after Doyle, would that be Doctor Emily Gray, or is this something that Kimball's going to have to deal with? I think. Uh... You're going to have to wait to find I know. <laughs> I feel like it's going to have to be Kimball because, I mean, they were scraping the bottom of the barrel when they made Doyle the commander. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I don't think Emily would really enjoy that position. She's not really fond of soldiers and all the violence. She's much more no. interested in yeah. fixing people or making them better via research. robotic enhancements. Yeah. She's a fan of research. <laughs> yeah. Her crack about, oh, like, now human limbs are bad, was just, that was amazing. I always like trying to put that stuff in about Grey where she doesn't really... S- she doesn't really see herself as part of the army. She's just a doctor that's there to help people. Like, when she talks to Tucker in episode four, she says, you know, why don't you just do whatever it is you soldiers do? She <laughs> herself from, from that line of work. Because all that is is breaking the things that she has to fix. That's very true. I'm guessing it's some sort of ditch digging. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Although but we have had this question four or five times because we have been on and off the topic of not being able to let people go. Uh, four seven niner. Any plans for her? She coming back? Um, I don't think. Well, I don't know. Uh, this season probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you never know. Maybe down the line with some stuff. Uh, possibilities are endless. Spinoff <laughs> where she's like a space drag racer. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch the shit out of that. <laughs> you realize you have the ability to make that, so you can watch that. <laughs> Or she picks up Rocket League. Dude, we could give her a face. She doesn't have to wear the helmet. (laughs) She takes off the helmet to show another helmet. (laughs) (laughs) That was going to be a joke for somebody, right? Uh, I kind of figured that was just what Wash looks like. like (laughs) Well, um, just kind of speaking about Emily Gray, can we talk about uh, the Emily Gray O'Malley dynamic? Oh my god, Purple Medic Squared. I was so happy. And then wanting to do electroshock therapy on him. Wait, was Doc in this episode? He's actually a mad doctor. He was an episode three. Yeah, he was. The mad doctor meets the real mad doctor. The mad doctor meets the he wishes he was a doctor. Yeah. (laughs) He's a medic. He makes people comfortable while they die. I like to imagine they would probably have some really fascinating conversations. Like, yeah, I just rubbed aloe vera. (laughs) Study her. I feel like you missed a joke, I must must study her. Man, it's funny. I think we talked about this last time, if not on the DVD commentary. Uh... This is probably the season that had to have the most cut material from it just because it's so unbelievably long. Mm-hmm. It's going to end up being the longest season of Red vs. Blue in the history of the series. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that we had to cut. Some of it got moved to uh, the book that will be coming out, uh, mm-hmm. and some of it uh, we might hold on to for a rainy day. Yeah. But, um, oh. yeah, it's it's it was hard having to go through and be like, all right, what in this area do we have to get rid of for the sake of time? Fortunately... I argued for not a lot of it, <laughs> which is why it's so bloody long. Yeah. Well, you know, we'd all sit down and watch 15-minute episodes every week were it feasible. Yeah. If it didn't kill our production team, I think we'd go for it. Yeah. If we didn't have to make that DVD deadline. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! We Ooh, barely man. made it. We barely made it. Just like every year before. Just yeah! Like Woo! <laughs> we did have a question from a Caboose the Cutie on Tumblr. How have you and, and the rest of the Machinima team been dealing with the bump? Has it gone away since you've moved on to newer maps, or has it stayed? Oh, it stayed. <laughs> it has stayed. 
uh, if you noticed uh, in the last episode, the speaking ball, it was a <laughs> really good joke until you actually get the speaking ball in Halo 4. That has to have the worst bump I've ever seen in my life. And it rolls. So <laughs> it will ruin an entire shot because it just felt like it wanted to leave the scene. <laughs> you'll be filming and then suddenly... Hey guys! Don't mind me getting a snack from the fridge. It's like that extra in the background that like really wants to be in the scene, so it just like shows up, <laughs> looking directly at the camera. <laughs> I'm gonna get my SAG membership out of this. <laughs> so, has would you say that was the most difficult? That's been the most difficult machinima aspect of production this time around, or were there other machinima issues that you guys kind of had to run into that were harder to deal with than that? Uh, some of it was just finding enough hands for a lot of the bigger scenes. Like, I think uh, one of the biggest things that it's towards the beginning of the season, um, trying to make Harmonia look, like, alive and vibrant, just have everything going on in the background. You know, each of those shots, we had basically everybody we could, 15 people yeah. on one side of frame. And then we'd have to, like, get people and have them do, like, okay, you're just going to head bob a little bit. I don't know. Make a conversation. Like, if they're way in the background, it's like, oh, there's a drug deal going on by that dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then trying to coordinate things. Like, one of the shots I really liked and pulled off was uh, with the help of Josh and Alex and Miles and everybody. Uh, it's uh, episode two. When you talk about the mongoose. Yeah, yeah the mongoose that was good. One scene and goes into another because we have to, we filmed all of that. We filmed all of Matthew's stuff. Stopped. Turn the camera, reset everybody, and then we had to match it so that it looked like the mongoose was rolling through frame, which is like, it sounds simple, but when you think about it, yeah, yeah it's a little bit tougher just to get it exactly yeah. right. In yeah. live action, where you could have multiple cameramen getting yeah. multiple angles simultaneously, that's just not always going to be the case with Machinima, yeah. uh, especially if you're using the director as your camera. That's mm-hmm. definitely, mm-hmm. you only have one camera, which means if you're doing a back and forth and, yeah, the mongoose yeah. thing, you got to do everything twice. And it makes it especially hard if you don't use director as camera. Like, sometimes you just can't get the shot, so you have to rely on the theater cam. But you won't know if the actions look correct until you get into that theater file. And it could be good, it could be bad, and you could have wasted an hour. Yeah, the whole theater thing we've been dealing with since Halo Reach, and it's it's, it's tricky. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. You can actually make some awesome shots. You guys have gotten amazingly good at it. Like, I was telling y'all towards the end, it's like, Mm -hmm. you realize you're probably the fastest machinimators in the entire world. And we looked at each other and went, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> you guys were cranking through pages by the end of this thing to oh, a yeah. point where I still can't believe the the PSA that's coming out next week, which I cannot, cannot preface this enough, yeah. is going to be amazing. You guys got that done in one night. Y'all were here till like it was, four in the morning. It was something. like, it was 11 hours, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All said and done. And that, yeah, it's going to make it even that much more spectacular because like, it's still just as good as any of the other PSAs, or even better. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. It's so. it's probably yeah. it's yeah yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That was one that Carrie Gray and I wrote, and uh, it's oh my god, <laughs> Carrie was the one I think that had the initial concept for yeah. it. We're just teasing so hard right yeah. now. I apologize, but if you're at RTX, maybe uh, maybe you'll get to see a little bit of the stuff that we're talking about, as well as maybe some new items uh, for sale based on this thing. I'm so excited! Oh god. I'm so excited! <laughs> I'm just remembering the last TSA you ple- you uh wow god Teased. I words Teased is the TSA word. while we're flying <laughs> in a few days the last PSA you teased uh oh, the trigger warnings on yeah that was that set off a nuclear bomb in my discussion spheres let's put it that way a bunch of people 
took that in a way that was never intended. It was, mm. you know, it was supposed to show this contrast between Doc, who represents the people that take trigger warnings, to this extreme that they should have never been mm-hmm. intended for, like right. when you trigger yeah. warn like cheese or something. And then Griff was supposed to represent the person that doesn't, that has no tolerance for trigger warnings and ignores right. the fact that there are people out there that legitimately need that stuff. Yeah. And then um, Donuts. And the then Donuts shows up. There was the, the comment that killed me the most yeah. was, I just saw the the title of this PSA. I didn't even watch it. This is disgusting. It's like then you didn't hear the message at the yeah. end, dude. Come yes. on. Yeah, that one. We knew we knew it was going to be controversial because there's you know, it's a controversial topic. Yeah. Uh, and totally. it was it was it was nice that it did spark some legitimate discussion. But then there mm-hmm. was this mm-hmm. uh, unintended side effect of there were some people that were like, yeah, take that people that use trigger warnings. It's like no, please, you don't yeah. you don't speak for us. Please stop. Yeah. Please stop. <laughs> Um, we weren't trying to encourage an us versus them mentality. It was just supposed to, you know, make fun of like every point of the situation. Yeah, yeah. Because the world is full of ridiculousness, and if you can't mm-hmm. laugh at it, then God, yeah. you live in a sad world. It's like you can't take it too seriously, and you can't take it. Uh, you can't just be flipping about. Yeah, the you can't be flipping. Yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, that was a thing. This one I don't think anybody will have a problem with at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone's gonna take that as a challenge. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 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 You, no you just... so, there was someone that tweeted at me. Um, we were, we, you know, we were that, teasing that episode sixteen. Yeah, we were okay. teasing episode yeah. sixteen with all these cool fight pictures, and one of them was the super badass kick that Carolina she launches off the chair and kicks yeah. Sharkface in the face. Yeah, and it's this awesome like spread eagle badass kick. And this one person was like, well, "Don't use spread eagle." That's well, kind of... no. Well, it was it's like the split. It's the split. split. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't know. Spread eagle like you know insinuates something else. Oh, <laughs> oh god. But no, they were like they're like. I can't believe that there's this fan service shot. And I was like, what? And yeah. then someone else was someone else on the internet was like, yeah. what are you talking about? It's like, that's clearly a panty shot. Disgusting. And I'm like, this woman's in full body armor and she's kicking this dude's ass. She has two <laughs> How did on you, top of her panty. Why did you, why did you cling on to that? Did, look at him getting kicked in the face. How cool is that? Bow chick, bow wow. <laughs> Damn it, Mark. <laughs> I do have two things on Twitter that are back-to-back, and I feel like I need to read them that way. Uh, the first is from Alex King, writing, Does Miles realize that he indirectly gave Doyle the highest kill count in the series? Thanks to the nuclear <laughs> Oh my god! That's amazing! <laughs> so, we're gonna get a shirt. It's gonna have four digits on the back. Yeah. Or five. Or oh how many god. people are there? I didn't think yeah. about that. <laughs> oh yeah! I gotta get... I, I have to tell Gray immediately after this. Congratulations, <laughs> Alex. You have blown his mind. And below that we have T.I., I believe is the name. You have to tell me if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. Doyle felt like someone I could truly relate to, a coward and a nerd and a pencil pusher. Thank you for making him a hero. Well, I think, I don't know. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I, I thought it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you're welcome. I don't know how to respond to that other than, like, everybody can be a hero. Yeah. Like, doesn't matter it just takes one act of, you know, yeah, man. It's selfless just... valor and... Yeah. Not even that, man. Yeah. Sometimes just be nice to people. You'll make someone's like donate blood. You'll never, own. you'll never know. Like someone could be having the worst day in the world, and all it takes is like, hey, I really like your hat, and suddenly yeah. it's like turns it around. You know what? Things aren't that bad. Mm-hmm. Like as stupid as that sounds, it's it's totally thing. I've had horrible days, and someone came up to me and was like, you look really nice today, and just walked by, and it's that, not that was she was my hero for the rest of the week. Like it's, it's not amazing. even that. Just smiling at somebody can be yeah. enough. Yeah. Hey, Kyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good lord, I feel like you're going to kill someone with that. Oh wait, you just did. (laughs) Two people. Kill someone with my smile? (laughs) 
The there may or may not be somebody in the hashtag. May or may not is there? There may or may not be somebody in the in the live chat trying to start a hashtag. Uh, bring back Doyle. Oh God! <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to deflate your balloon. Um, the awesome hyper Hyperion. Uh, but I, we're he's super dead. He's dead. <laughs> Points to anyone at RTX who has a zombie Doyle cosplay. Oh God! <laughs> Radioactive zombie Doyle. Yeah. You've got like three days to put that together. Go. Yeah. Well, you just carry around like a vase with ash. Oh. Put a glow stick inside okay. so you open it up. It's like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> questions from Tumblr are how dare you? <laughs> I'll be completely honest. We do have, does Locust tell Felix I told you so? <laughs> you can assume whenever Felix screws up, Locust is absolutely going to point it out. <laughs> That's just how their dynamic works. They hate each other. <laughs> Although we definitely had some trouble in Paradise earlier on, and I'm wondering if trouble in Paradise, like they're in a relationship and the shippers go wild. <laughs> we definitely had some of that earlier on with them arguing, especially with Sharkface thrown into the mix. And part of that is Felix being very frustrated. And part of that is Locust definitely losing his way. And I'm wondering if that's not going to carry on through the climax, because we still have, we've got a few pieces here that, as far as I'm concerned, are still sitting up on the mantelpiece with Chekhov's everything else that we've used. We have the counselor mentioning Wash's reluctance to have an AI in his ports ever again. We have the Meta's armor. We have several things that we just haven't seen come into play yet, and four episodes left. They're going to be a very busy four episodes. <laughs> well, yes, I'm sure. And. You know, our next after show is just going to be all of us wiped out. Like, why did you do that to us? It's just going to be four people just crying. There's only three people on the panel. Are the, we going to bring the, someone in off the street? The engineer will be crying as well. I'm crying already. <laughs> See? Donica, what do you have to say about this? About which part? <laughs> oh, oh, there's a huge General thoughts. General Jeez. thoughts? Um... General Thoughts, was he a new character? Terrible job. Hey, um, yeah, he's replacing Thoughts? Doyle. Ah, oh, fair enough. Um, I was just wondering how anybody was going to, if, if any zombies can have British accents. That's that's the thing that I'm most interested in for, for RTX. Um, aside from that, I mean, there's there's really nothing to say. They set up everything for the for the finale pretty damn well. And it's uh, it's... It's it, just having to be patient. It's one of the worst things that anybody <laughs> on the internet can be, and that's patient. And uh, I, I blame you for everything and my impatience. But uh, the fact that we're going to be at RTX this weekend is making thing, everything else a little more worthwhile. Yeah. You are stealing my thunder. Do what I can. <laughs> Give it back. <laughs> you did ask. Give it no. back. <laughs> I do have to say I loved the subway fight. Yeah, I thought the subway fight was incredibly well choreographed, absolutely beautiful, uh, in a very yeah. realistic, grounded sort of way. Everyone had weight. Everyone, it, uh, it was super good. And hitting Sharkface in the face with a door was the best way to end that. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Hats off to Carmichael and his team. Oh, by the way, yeah, everybody who wanted to know who Carmichael was, yeah. that was just a shout-out. Carmichael is the name of our fight coordinator for this season, yeah. and the man's amazing. He will be having a uh, panel at RTX where they will be actually doing live choreography. you got to check it out. It's amazing to watch these guys in action. Will it be part seminar? 
sorry. <laughs> Will it be part seminar as well? They, be, they they may or may not be. I can tell you this: they may or may not be uh, taking some volunteers from the audience. <laughs> there, I'm totally there. You should absolutely. Everybody should actually go. Tech, we have a ton. We have a ton of red versus blue yeah. related panels. We have um, for the those who are going to RTX, panel. we have the yeah. main red versus blue panel that will be uh, uh, myself, uh, Kyle, Josh, our mm-hmm. two lead animators, Joel and Dustin, as well as Matt and Bernie. Um, we're going to have the fight choreography panel that we just talked about. We're going to have a music of RVB panel uh, with mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. David, and Nico, who, by the way, are also signing. Um, if you want to get their autographs, which you totally should. Um, we have uh, animation pipeline uh, on RVB panel where uh, a lot of our animators are going to be talking about breaking down scenes from beginning to end and and all the crazy like insane amount of steps that they have to go through to get it perfected. They're going to make it sound a lot more professional than <laughs> the way it comes across in here. Um, yeah. And then uh, also just to go ahead and throw this out there, we will be having a animation department like a general panel at RTX. Uh, I think currently. In the programs, it is labeled as the animation pipeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been some changes to that panel already. It's now going to cover all the animation department in general. You can check it out on the RTX app, and you are not going to want to miss the animation department panel. I cannot stress that enough. Do, do, I, do I know what you're hinting at? You know what I'm hinting at. Do I? I'll tell you later okay. if you yeah. can't remember. All right. We're making you can tell us di- now. <laughs> well, you can't. Uh, <laughs> we have some really, really remarkable announcements to make, as well as Everybody from the animation department is going to be there. Um, please, please, please download the RTX app uh, and check the RTX website because the location of that panel has changed, as has the name and description. Please, please, please go to the animation department yeah. panel. It's going to be so cool. Literally yeah. downloading uh, it now. <laughs> the app is super, super helpful, by the way. Yeah, especially if anything happens to change. Yeah, yeah I was looking at my schedule. Out. I was like, oh, cool, so... I'm on everything. Great, awesome, yeah. let's do it. You're gonna be busy. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. super fun though. RTX is like Christmas time, man. It's gonna be so cool, dude. I'll let you know how the panel floor is. Oh, yeah. the panel floor, but the main floor. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get swamped, man. Oh, <laughs> well, Miles, you should come to our panel. Ooh, when's your panel? Uh, Saturday at one. I will hey. check my RTX yeah. app and see. If- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, Donica kind of. Stole my thunder on this, but yeah, the Ruby Afterbuzz crew is going to be at uh, RTX this weekend. Our panel is Sunday at 1 p.m. We are running Saturday. it like a pretty regular Afterbuzz show. We're going to talk about previous seasons. We are going to make some predictions. We are hopefully going to talk about season three, depending on whether or not any of us make it into the Ruby panel. And of course, there will be time for fan questions for people who are there and for people on the hashtag. So come. It's wonderful. We're on the RTX app. <laughs> Hashtag rooster team. <laughs> what? I like it. Yeah. Hashtag RWBYABTV. Uh, it's been so Dude, long. we've had that for a season and a half. <laughs> so I have a question on Twitter and a question on Tumblr that I both think are good. On Twitter, we have it from Angie, who asks, Has anyone, machinimators, writers, etc., actually cried during making an episode by frustration or otherwise? Ooh. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, don't, I don't know if there were tears flowing, but it was definitely close. Yeah. Definitely close. Yeah. I uh, The very last mocap session that I did, it was an incredibly long day. Uh, we started mocap at like five, and I think we wrapped around three in the morning. Yikes. Um, it started off as a huge mocap yeah. crew. We had, I think, eight people in the volume at once, which is unheard of for us, but our new software, uh, the Motive software, allows us to pull that stuff off this season, yep. which is why we've been able to do 
a lot more natural uh, performances because now we're able to play off one another instead of having one animator play every person mm-hmm. in the scene. It's much more like directing a live performance. It's yeah. super, super fun, and I love getting to work with our animators and performers. We also have the video reference that uh, Paco will take. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luis Vasquez, he's, uh, he helps run most of the mocap sessions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, yeah, it was it was our last mocap session of, of the season, and uh, we started with a team of eight, and then it came down to I, you know, they all went home because that scene was done. Mm-hmm. And then we did this other scene that was me and uh, our producer Cohen, and that scene was ended, and then there was just one more scene that I had to do, and. Uh, by the end of it, yeah, no, I was absolutely in tears, and I, I don't know if it was it was a combination of a lot of things. The fact that it was our last mocap session, the fact that, um, yeah, no, it it was, uh, and I won't say whether or not this moment has already been seen or not, but uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was really really powerful, and I think I think a lot of it was just the fact that like we were done with all of our animated stuff, like the trilogy was coming to an end. And, I don't know, it was wild. Was I will wild. say this, because I know the story you're talking about, and the reason I mentioned Paco is because he's there, like, videotaping it for reference <laughs> for everybody, and, like, during this powerful moment where, like, Maz is talking about, he's, like, almost in tears, or you are in tears. I was in tears, yeah. He, uh, like, Paco has the, like, phone the video reference right, camera. Up, right up at him, and then, like, the scene's done, and so, like, Paco takes it, he turns it off, and he goes, that was nice. <laughs> his words were, his words are, that was beautiful. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> I just laughed. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. stop laughing. <laughs> um, this incredibly serious moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And there's been, I'll tell you this too, there there absolutely have been times of frustration. Um, you know, working on this show for three years has had a, you know, a dramatic effect on my life and uh, my personal life and my amount of sleep that I get. Mm-hmm. And there have been nights where just things seem so bleak and hopeless and it's just like you just want to break something, you know. Mm-hmm. You just want to quit. Yeah. But then you watch that Shia LaBeouf video and you get back up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think like uh, when I think of the one of the hardest moments I had this season was uh, it wasn't any anything in particular because like trying to uh, make the scene with Doyle that was hard enough trying to get those camera angles right. But for me it was just something technical. It was after uh, it was actually like right after uh, Monty had passed and it was something that. We can't, we have this thing where we have drop frames happen and it just it ruins the take and we just can't get the shot. Um, for some reason that day it just like it kept happening over and over and over again and because it was like it was right after he passed it just became that much more frustrating and I just I, I don't know I just was have not having a good day at that point it just compounded it so I just had to like I don't know I had to take a break right? I had to walk yeah. away yeah so that that was like the hardest point for me at this season. During this season, yeah. I think the best thing, though, is that when you take those moments and you walk away and you're just sitting outside, it's inevitable that someone else will kind of be having a rough day or mm-hmm. just needed to take a breather and walk out, and then it's like, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah. And we've we've been there for each other. We've, we've really become this unbelievable family, and it's an absolute joy and pleasure to be continuing to work with that family on the next season of Ruby, which is currently in production. Um you know, we have our our meetings every morning where we all gather together in the mocap stage and talk about, you know, what we're going to be doing that day. And we have such a, like, the most brilliant writers in the world couldn't come up with the people that we work with. Um, you know, everybody is such a character and everybody has their strengths and their weaknesses and their unbelievable talent. And it's just, it's just incredible to stand among these people and, like, realize I go to work with these guys every single day and we... We just make magic happen, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, for someone, there's someone out there that still watches our stuff, even mm-hmm. if it's just us. <laughs> we could make something just for us and, and have a laugh, and 
Um, uh, it's really been a, uh, a trial by fire for this team for the past year. Uh, as, a, as, a, as a department, as a company, we've been faced with a lot of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I can say with absolute certainty that we've overcome every challenge that's been thrown at us so far, and I don't think we're going to stop. Emotions, emotions, emotions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. Although I will say, if there weren't people watching your stuff, we wouldn't be in studio right now talking to you. <laughs> There's th- This is proof that there are people that care. This and the comments and Twitter and Tumblr and all of the feedback you get, positive or negative, we care, you guys. We are behind you 100% of the way. Thank you very much. Yeah, there are... 839 comments in the live chat. Oh my god. <laughs> so people care. People really do. Yes. Oh. I don't know how to follow that yeah, up. Yeah, no, I, we're, I think we're both speechless now. It's like, I, again, you're not crying. I'm, I'm not crying, no. We talk about dick jokes. And, <laughs> and now I feel like I can follow that up. <laughs> That's better. The other question I wanted to ask does come from Nereal. Does Epsilon crash when he runs out of energy or just when he gets stressed? Good question. We're not going to get an answer, are we? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sorry, Neary. (laughs) Well, this is the story of how he died, so we'll see how that goes down. Or whether the trailer lied, because Red vs. Blue trailers have a habit of lying to us a lot. (laughs) I do have to ask, is Matthews ever going to come back? Matthews? Oh, who's that guy? I don't remember. I don't that. Know. Uh, was he? He's like a. I feel like he's somebody that just really wants to please. I don't know the his his captain, the uh-huh. guy above him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, you know, he tries really hard, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. Who knows? Well, yeah. Man, I wonder if he made it out of the city. Oh yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> that was going to be the follow up question as to whether or not he's still alive. Who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. You do. You're the writer. Place, standing on a mountain of bodies, just like. Oh! <laughs> Dead, where he has like this chick on his leg and he's like shooting people. And there's the yeah. fires that have already come from him. He just like drops the gun and goes, Take me! <laughs> it's the secret side story of like how Doyle was doing his great sacrifice, but he wouldn't have been able to do it without Matthew yeah. doing something behind yeah, the yeah, scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the invisible ninjas that were also about to kill Doyle. Matthew died out at the last second. He just said, Matthews and 479er are off having an adventure. Oh my god, with Sister and Junior. (laughs) We did have a person on Twitter ask if Sister was still alive, and that was like 30 minutes ago, so there's no way I can find the name. Can they be the Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh my god, yes. This is like a spinoff show that's all like the side characters. It's like Doc, Matthews, Sister, Junior, um, Vic. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Niner. Four seven nine or yeah. Can we just like can we bring back Captain Flowers somehow? Oh. <laughs> I want yeah. him back. He is my fa- he's the cinnamon roll that's too pure for this world. <laughs> like the internet likes to say. Yeah. <laughs> this is our like baby aspirin and what breast milk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Allergic to two things: aspirin and breast milk. Yeah. I don't know if that ever made it in or that, if that was that just was a blooper. Yeah, that was a blooper. Yeah. yeah. God, love you, Ed. <laughs> oh my God! And then there's going to be the concert. Yeah! Oh, that's concert great. on Saturday, Bare Naked Ladies. Wow! Concert at Saturday on RTX, you guys. Seriously, if you're going, we really want to meet up with you. We would absolutely love to meet with you guys, you guys, and the fans who are watching the show, because we love you and you make awesome comments. 
really do. There's some really hilarious ones in here. I want to Hash- hear. Hashtag Rescue Matthews uh, 20K15 uh, from uh, Malochroma. Does the rescue. Yeah. Malochroma's yeah. everywhere. <laughs> he just says glasses. I am the danger, Captain Griff! <laughs> <laughs> he understands. I am the danger. I am the one who knocks. <laughs> <laughs> He's the terror that flaps in the night. Oh my god. Oh lord. I was gonna say my favorite shot from this is when Sharkface uses his grappling hook, because every time I see it I just think, I am the knight! <laughs> oh yeah, hey, hey! We didn't coordinate this. <laughs> uh, it just did. You using... boys are cute. <laughs> Aw, friendship! <laughs> Using the grappling hook against Carolina cannot be a good plan because if there's anyone that knows their way around a grappling hook, it's she her. She got it back at the end of it too. She yeah, did she that. did. Yeah, yeah. Throwing the door at him was 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 fun. <laughs> After messing up his flamethrower so that it almost hit him in the face, that wasn't even messing up his flamethrower. It was the wind flow because the windows oh, were because, broken. Oh, that's right. It's like spitting into the wind, except your spit's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing words tonight, you guys. Still not as great. bad as spitting inside your own helmet. <laughs> no, that that was pretty great too. I would like to say that nuts well, don't oh, have orifices. Is one of no, no, no. I mean, it's like it's completely natural. It's just still funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> what if funny if he just did it in the fire and back and he just didn't react? Like that was unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> that would be locust. Like proof successful. <laughs> Could you move over here so I can use it? Yeah. Get downwind. Could could we switch? <laughs> can we switch thoughts? Can we time out? Time out. I want to start over. <laughs> I did. I really did love that. And just throwing the door at him. Knock knock. Who's there? Your death. <laughs> anyway, I think that's about it. Do we have any other uh, fun things in the chat roll? We have a lot of fun things in the chat room. Do we have um, any relevant questions that aren't going to be spoilery? And I'll see if we got one more from Twitter. Um, uh, nothing that's not straight up spoilery as far as I can see. Um, just a lot of people are, are really behind the idea of Matthew's coming back now. <laughs> <laughs> You've started something, Miles. You've started something. We started something. Matthew's forever. (laughs) (laughs) What I have is from Alex King. Again, question. Is the Phyllis in the Counselor's Trophy Room a copy of the Project Freelancer Phyllis, or is she Sheila from Valhalla? And that's another good question, huh? Mm -hmm. Better keep watching. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think Yomari would like to know as well. (laughs) It's actually Margaret, and don't ask me to make that an acronym because that's too many letters. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, where can the people find you if they would like to find out more, chat with you, continue with the how dare you line, etc.? Well, you can find us on roosterteeth.com. Miles and I both have profiles. Hey, yeah. new website. Run a little slow right now, but we're, it's brand new. Tech is working around the clock, make it good, and it looks really, really pretty. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's a lot super of fun. cool. We've got, uh, you got the mods back and everything. It's awesome. Yeah, and uh, we're on Twitter. You can always yeah. contact us. Yeah, on what's, your tweet? what's your tweet uh, handle? I'm at Kyle Taylor 416 And I am at MilesLuna24. And you will be all over the place at RTX, I assume. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. I think Barbara said I'm potentially the busiest person at RTX. I'm yeah. on a lot of panels. He's going to be on all the panels. I'll be on the floor checking out stuff. Do you want me to buy anything? Uh, you're gonna be busy. Ooh, yeah. get me a fire ferret. <laughs> <laughs> any um, any oh, teas? No, an actual living, breathing fire ferret. Oh, ferrets. okay. You want me to get you Pabu? All right. Yes, yeah. please. That doesn't seem physically possible. <laughs> Any other teases about maybe RTX exclusives for maybe anybody who's on the fence about going? 
Uh, first off, why are you on the fence? Get down from there. It's dangerous. <laughs> Second off, uh, yeah, we're going to be showing a lot of really cool exclusive stuff at just about every panel you can think of. And but, there's also, like, the late night stuff. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. We're doing uh, Cards Against Humanity on Friday night. That's with uh, me, Miles, Carrie. Uh, who else is there? Ray. Ray should be there. Pro Jared. Uh, and some of the game grumps. I haven't, like, confirmed all who's on it, but ideally it should be the same crew as last year. Cool. Is so. it in the RTX app? Y- yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then Saturday night, we're playing a game of Werewolves. Uh, yeah. yeah. We're gonna Love that game. That, so. um, you should check those out. And yeah, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely check out the RVB panel. Uh, like I said, we're going to have some cool advanced stuff, uh, a bit of a sneak peek maybe at the book. And then uh, it's, you know, it's just us. So our panels are pretty, like, not super structured. We're pretty much just going to do Q&A the whole time and have a lot of fun and share stories and stuff. Um Animation department panel. Remember, it's currently the animation mm-hmm. pipeline, I believe, in the physical yeah. programs. Check the check the app. Really seriously cool announcements there that are gonna like blow your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're gonna have, I think, I think the Ruby game, another demo of. That oh yeah, I got there. played today. It was awesome. It was yeah. super cool. Super awesome. Yeah. Um, we got some cool stuff on the Ruby panel. Seriously, it's like, get off the fence, man. Everything's gonna be awesome, and we hope we're gonna see you there. We better see you there. Yeah, or else. Well, we're definitely going to be there. Sweet. Good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us today, and we'll see you in Austin. Au revoir. Thank you for having us. It was a lot of fun. We'll see you next time. It was. (laughs) You will. Yay. (laughs) So Miles is on every time we do a show because he's Miles. No, I'm... I love having the creator there, right? Oh my god, yes. Did someone pull out the Miles Feels gif again on the hashtag? Yep. Yes, they did. Be at uh, J-A-D-E-N-I-R-A-N underscore says. Sorry, I'm like, I think I need glasses. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need caffeine. That too. All right. Well, I think that's about it for us. Uh, Donica, where can the people find you? Now that I've put you completely on the spot. Ah, well. On the spot, another thing you could find at RTX Live with the Graham Grumps. The Graham Grumps? The Graham Grumps. I (laughs) did it. I'm not drunk. Uh, (laughs) Find me on Twitter at SoapboxMark. Today was the first episode of Jedi Alliance on our sister network, the Popcorn Talk, where myself and Joseph Scrimshaw took the reins, and uh, we talked about bounty hunters, so I would recommend checking that episode out, and then follow us so that you can see us at RTX. How about you, ladies? You have this really nice echo, and it makes you sound like a game show announcer. Thank you. Like you're telling people what they've won on Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> I am not Olmec. Don't you even put that on me. Yeah, that's David K. That's a Megan. lot of pressure. <laughs> uh, I'm Megan. You can follow me on Twitter at the Manguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz. And um, I write articles for the Movie Chick, Chick with two Ks. And be sure to check out the Movie Chick quick reviews on the Popcorn Talk Network. I am Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I I am also on Snapchat as Kia Prime. As we told you, we are doing a panel at RTX. It's going to be Saturday at 1 p.m. in the Hilton. Follow us on Twitter. Do all the fun stuff. Definitely show up to the panel. It is going to be an absolute blast, and we would love to meet you guys there. I'm also on the Transformers Robots in Disguise after show on Ooh. Sundays and the brand new X-Ray and Bav after show. X-Ray and Bav. <laughs> Along with these two people and potentially Dee's. And yeah, we're, we're having a reunion, you guys. And it's that's exciting. going to be on the evening of the 17th. Yeah. 
Join us at RTX, you guys. It's going to be an absolute blast. Come say hi. Give us high fives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> high fives, hugs, selfies. It's everything. It's wonderful. We love you all. Anyway, thank you guys so much for watching tonight, and we will see you in Austin. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 